comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy or game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello. Do you know, sometimes when you run through that initial spiel, I have an immediate reaction that you've done it wrong because I'm thinking of my name coming first because that's what I do when <laughs> I do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not Trevor Scott, I'm Ben Slinger. Oh, wait, it's Trevor saying it. So it's right. What luckily, we luckily, oh. we don't have to edit the other person's intro because that'd just be weird. Yeah, that'd get confusing. Because uh, I always like I, having me on top, and whoever's on top should be the the person introing. I know. So you're, I, always I know look. you're a bit more of a top. <laughs> yeah, you're a power uh, bottom. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally in control. Uh, as as is evident by the start of this podcast. What are we doing this week, Trevor? Um, for the first of tonight's three episodes that we're going to record, uh, we're going to we're going to do. Don't give them a secret way. Yeah, this just happened. We're going we're going to do some um click pitch ramped up. Cool, cool. So three, two, one, click pitch. Um. Click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us on the camera. Three, two, one, click. We're going to get ourselves two words, an adjective and a noun. We're going to smash them together. And then we're going to see what game comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Cool. Poorest career. Ooh, boss. Shorthand. <laughs> okay. Um, Poorest boss. The poorest mm. boss. What if the boss was making less than the workers? I mean, there are ways to structure a company where that is the case, I suppose. But, uh, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into, like, just making it a game about company economics. What's a story? What's a what's a narrative that we can put around this poor boss? Maybe it's not monetary, monetarily. It's Maybe not monetarily they're, so. They're just like poor in friendship. Or poor in time management skills. Yeah. Um, or poor in pouring. Like they yeah, like so, to drink. So, well, they like to drink. It's just that they're so bad at pouring. They're so poor at pouring that they um, right. they, they usually pour it all over themselves. And uh, yeah, there's only so many wet t-shirt competitions. The the, um- the, the they impromptu wet t-shirt competitions. This <laughs> exactly. boss is constantly throwing them because they spill water all over themselves. <laughs> Not just water. Oh, whatever. Tequila, vodka. Mm. Okay, yep. so we have a boss with a drinking problem who's poor at pouring. Yep. Um. Ooh, I kind of like the idea of an action adventure game. Okay. With him and his sidekick. I think it's like a yes man, mm. sort of, you know- Little sycophantic kind of dude. Yeah. They've got a bit of a shorthand between them. So, okay. That's you know, it comes in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of he's going on a quest to try and, like, fix his hand-eye coordination. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the ultimate goal. Okay. There's okay. just- I mean, that, that will map that. well to, like, the actions that the player is taking, I guess. If they're if they're actually having to do like twitch you know twitchy gameplay kind of dodging things and I mean ne- now I'm sort of thinking is if their hand eye coordination is really really bad like you know in first person shooters how um, somehow your character is al- always able to hit that target right in the middle of the screen mm-hmm. what if your character couldn't do that 
at the start, and t- but at the end, they got so good at it that they could literally hit right down the center. Every so you go time. to reload, and like they just miss, and like throw it up in the air, and lands behind them. You have to go pick up the clip, and <laughs> it's so like is this, is, is this less of a like a boss in an office now? And it's and it's is this a meta game kind of thing of a, an FPS hero who's got bad hand eye coordination? <laughs> Like I just, I just love that. That's that's where we got to. But um, I was thinking about it because we've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. Yeah. And the bloom in some of these weapons. Like, what if the bloom was so bad that it never hit the center, and it was only after you trained over all this time that you could actually mm-hmm. get it to to really lock in on that on that center. Um, like the idea of, and of- you became a boss at at like shooting. <laughs> right. So it's not even okay. That's fine. Um. I I like it being a kind of meta thing because I'm just I'm just picturing the player talking sorry the character talking back to the player and saying what do you mean you expect me to hit that tiny dot in the middle of the screen like it's impossible <laughs> <laughs> where that dot is literally meant to represent you know where you're shooting mm. uh, and then yeah I guess having to like aim off to the side and hope that it's <laughs> to actually hit anyone <laughs> or you just have to get up real close. No, it's, it's where shotguns are the only thing that you can really fire out because at least one of those pellets are going to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with a sh- with a sawn off, where, where pellets are just going to go out in a massive but fifteen. You don't, cone. But you don't want you don't want to you want to do something that can hold a fair few bullets because the amount of time it takes them to reload is dropping the shells and oh yeah, you know, just completely missing the slot. What do you, I don't know. What do you call it? What you shove the shells into <laughs> the barrel? Like, well. <laughs> I guess it depends on the type of- sh- I don't know. I don't know enough about shotguns. Yeah, I mean, the the way I sort of see it is one of those sh- shotguns that, you know, sort of looks yeah, like it like breaks a, in like half. Like a double, like a- yeah, okay. And then you put two two in and, you know, pull it but up. The- Just don't put your thumb in there because that'll, you know, you there was a movie it, that did that. You get your thumb caught in there. <laughs> that would there definitely was, happen to this guy. There was a movie that actually did that and then they shot out the thumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't remember what movie it was. It was one of those stupid ones. Yeah, there's a lot of them. All right, I think let's move on. Yeah. Please do one click. Oh, fucking hell. I've got no hand-eye coordination. I can't hit the shift key and the one key at the same time. Mm, this one could be a little controversial. Surrounding gender. Boiling construction. Okay. I mean, we could tell a nice little story of someone who is- you know, not not uh, fulfilling traditional gender roles and and getting flack for that, but eventually overcoming and feeling good about themselves in construction. Yeah, like it's a uh, woman, a woman in construction, and she's having to deal with asshole men. <laughs> I th- I think we're not, maybe they're building. I, a I think we I think we're not the people that can that can tackle that, but. Boiling, surrounding, and construction, I can sort of see, like, this massive, massive pot that they are they are basically building. They've got scaffolding all around it, all this construction. And mm. the idea is that they're, they're, they're literally doing one of the biggest ever, like, um, you know, cook-ups. Where, it's where for a Guinness World Record for well, I'm- the biggest ever, what, what do you boil- I'm thinking- Like well, seafood I'm, boil. Yeah, seafood boil and that sort of stuff. Um, 
I'm thinking where where you can actually sort of go with this is it started out as like a yeah this is this is going to be a bit of a laugh. Um, it turns out that there is an ancient god that uh, needs to be fed. And oh, so it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like the gods must be hungry or whatever. The you're f- having to prepare food. Yeah. But you're also having to construct all of the things that you need to prepare the food. Exactly. So actually actually the <laughs> gameplay isn't in preparing the food, it's in it's sort of leading up to this final meal preparation by yeah, building you, everything. You're you're in the um you're in the business of preparing the chair and the table and the cutlery. Okay, and okay. Could this be the cooking implement? <laughs> could we bring in could we bring in a little bit of like Sim City ish sort of thing here? Like it's a city builder, but the the goal of this city is to serve a meal to the god, because that's that's the entire purpose of this city, and so you do have to manage housing for all the workers who are building this thing over time. It's almost like what it would be when they're building the pyramids, right? Like it's just an entire city built around this construction project. Um, but you get to you get to pick where to place. In on this landscape, you know these these yeah the giant chair and here over here is where we're the, the quarry where we're digging out the fork, <laughs> and and over here at at the tip of this volcano happens to be the uh, happens to be the stove that we put the we put the pot on so it's always bubbling this water. Well, that's it. But maybe you've got choices of like you can you can do the volcano, but that has risks that come with it for all the people who are living there or you can you know search around and get your technology up and find a geothermal vent which is a safer way to get heat up um but it takes longer to boil you know like yeah you've got all that these amount things. of water like i mean if you think about oceans and the fact that they've got <laughs> like shit under like geothermal oh, yeah. vents and stuff like that they don't the, you know that well, disperses no, it's not going to be so quite quickly. an ocean but it's definitely going to be a lake, a, a large lake. Yeah, how long would it take to boil a lake? <laughs> Ask Johnny Cash. <laughs> so I'm just imagining all these helicopters lifting up the water, you know, and sort of just dropping it into the, into the big pot. And it's like, oh yeah, they've they've completely emptied out all the swimming pools, and now they're getting now they're headed out. To, well, and I guess it depends you know, on the the tech the level that you want to get to as well. Because I was almost picturing it not quite that modern, but it it could be. Like maybe you've got like these aqueducts and stuff that are feeding the the pot, you know, and it's literally going to take months to fill, and you have to kind of time all these things and have mm. them built at the right time. Um, for you've got you've basically got a due date, you've got a appointment time, you've yeah. got a booking. The the god yeah. has a booking. <laughs> yeah, it it came, it came through on the on the mysterious iPad. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> the mysterious <laughs> tablet. <laughs> The god, the tablet from the gods. It's actually an iPad. It's not a stone tablet like you might expect. It's no, it, it, it is a stone tablet. It's just what people didn't realize is it's that's the brand of tablet that it is. It's a stone. <laughs> it's a stone. <laughs> and They're just so, new to the market, but uh, so very big so in, in you know. It's new now, heaven. but um, you know, it also got taken back in time, and you know was. Was right. available in, in Moses's time. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why it didn't. Ex- it didn't um, last because they had no power back then, so they couldn't charge it up afterwards. Yeah. Um, 
Now I want to see a skit of Moses coming down the mountain with a couple of iPads. <laughs> Just like the written on the notes app. <laughs> And you know what? It was just some kid's homework. It's like, thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. It just did lines. Yeah, they were just doing lines. Oh, my God. All right, three, two, one, click. Oh, my God. That's so good. It really is. Domestic handling. Delayed psychology. Hmm. So, when I saw domestic, I kind of thought of, like, domesticated animals, particularly with handling. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Are you some sort of- Psychologist to animals. Ooh, you're, that could be cool. You're the pet whisper, whisperer. Mm. Mm. Um, kind of like a Doctor Doolittle type. That you you come in and you you, know, you got to you got to try work, and help. You work for better Yelp. <laughs> and uh, when when pups need uh, you know need someone to talk to at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. they Yelp. They yelp for you. Yep. Yeah. That would that works better if there isn't a restaurant app called Yelp as well. Which now that I'm thinking of it for the very first time is a weird fucking name for a. Oh, it's like for a review site. Well, you know what it's actually there for. It turns out that um, people people just thought that you know oh this this is definitely about r- restaurant reviews and not. Um, not actually- Not pu- uh, puppy not psychology. Puppy, puppies and kittens who are in need. Um, yeah. It's, that's it's actually, how Yelp started. Y- Yelp is actually, you know, the mental health helpline for for domesticated Domesticated like, animals. Yeah. So, yeah, when they're, when they're really pissed off at their owner and they need someone to talk to about it, when the new kitten comes in and is, you know, taking the older cat's food- Mm-hmm. You're there to help. Yes. Help or Yelp. You're, yeah, Yelp for help. With better Yelp. <laughs> uh, what's the game, though? Because <laughs> well, that was a fun little skit. It was. Um, it was a fun little skit. Uh, the uh, game is, it's a point-and-click adventure where okay. your whole idea is that you go in and, and talk, to, talk to these pets. And- Okay. Can you actually, like, talk you can to communicate like, them? You, you can communicate with them. Okay. They can they can understand you and they can you know you can yep. somewhat understand them like mm. to a point but it's one of these things if you can't let the owners know that you actually can well I'm thinking maybe you got to do this in secret like you come you come like to help help them out with something else and then really what you're there for is you know helping the pets but they right. they can't know that so you know you you just like. Maybe it's a real well, high tech thing. The landlord asked me to come in and, yeah. and fix your but air conditioner. <laughs> it's like a a real high tech thing that the pets all have this, you know, secret network that they contact you by, and you get a you know message pop up, and it's like, oh, quick, you've got to come up with a disguise and come up with a reason to to get in there. Oh, it is so on the collar. Like one of the things comes out and goes to the ear, and one of the things comes out and goes to the mouth, <laughs> just right. like brain from fucking um, <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> Every domesticated animal has that in their collar. It's it's part it's part of the collar. Why do you like, think pet accessories are so fucking expensive? Exactly. Um, every collar has it. It's just that yeah, only the pets know how to- You're essentially buying a pet iPhone every time you buy a collar. When you think of it that way, they're actually quite cheap. 
<laughs> why is my collar cost seven hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> and why, 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 you know, do I have to make sure it's connected to Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never, they don't realize why. They don't question why they have to connect it to Wi-Fi when they buy a new collar. It's like, um, and, um, and as soon as you bring it home, press the WPS button on, yep. on the collar and and on your and on your router and on your router. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. like this is weird. That, that, that's <laughs> it's just a col- it's just a piece of fabric, surely, a piece it's, of leather. Um, it's that's what it says in the manual here, darling. <laughs> collar manual. <laughs> <laughs> plug it into charge each night. <laughs> then the animal does that. Um, okay, so I do like the idea of this being a point-and-click adventure, though, because I'm picturing you can have some, like, smallish areas, you know, a few yeah. screens per sort of mission, as it were, or per appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you do you talk to these animals, or and they tell you in kind of broken- English. <laughs> yeah. It's not their first language. Um, and you have to sort of figure out what it is that is bothering them and what they need help with. Um, yeah. And it can be different in each way. Almost a, again, almost a dark side detective-ish sort of thing. Of it's like, oh, here's the case. Mm. Here's the, you know, here's the patient. You're in their place and you're, you've got a few rooms in the house and you can talk to the owners or maybe other pets or whatever and you're figuring it out. I like the idea of in between these cases you get you get called in by by a vet every now and again who goes I just don't know what to do like he the vets are kind of in on it and they they yep. actually you know they have a, a better way of contacting you rather than just posting something on Yelp um <laughs> and hoping that better you know <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the same Yelp. It's still the same Yelp. <laughs> it's, it's just, just be- it's just better though. <laughs> yes, better. Thing, yeah, it's it's what it was originally for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the idea that you you go in and you have to actually help out, and then you've after a while you you see one or two of the same animals that you've already. Yeah, sort of I think we can have some recurring characters in there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Rather than so, you it being know, you- owners, rather than it being owners who are who are being horrible to their to their dogs, because I don't like that. Or well, no, I don't. I don't think it's about them being horrible. I think it's like they're not getting along for whatever. It's like the owner is, you know, doing something that that humans do, and it pisses the dog off. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, he, le- he always leaves his shoes out, and I just I I, I can't help but to chew on him a bit, and then it gets mad at me, and you know, I just want to. How do I teach my owner to put their shoes away? <laughs> How do I teach my owner to put their shoes away? Because smelling them is like crack to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm addicted. Like, his, his smell is so addictive. And, you know, I need another hit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's got a shoe problem. Or, you know, that you, you go over to one house and there's the dogs there with the gambling problem, sitting around playing poker. Exactly. Um, you exactly. Know, the cat with the eating disorder who is constantly munching on lasagna. Yeah, I mean the the kitten who got you know drop punted into into next week uh, because yeah. they tried touching the the lasagna of that of that previous cat. That's it. Yeah, that and then that becomes a whole time travel sub sub story. Yeah, yeah. It's like, could oh, you kick me dear. into last week? <laughs> This cat can kick through time. 
<laughs> That's actually the main storyline. It all it all just leads up to you discovering this cat who, when he gets pissed off, can kick people through time. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Marfield. <laughs> it's Garfield. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld, but. Okay, three, two, one, click. Slightest Ken. Biggest Barbie. No, I don't. Uh, I have Beat Supermarket. Okay. Um, How do you beat the supermarket? (laughs) Like, is this Supermarket Sweep? (laughs) Are we talking about old game show? (laughs) (laughs) There's There's something about it. When- See, you went you went to Barbie and Ken. I went to Ken from Street Fighter, and then I thought of the slightest Ken is is like you know the wimpy Ken. So maybe wimpy Ken is actually Ken um, before he got all buff and went Ken into from Fighter. Barbie is is Ken, Ken from, from Street, Street Fighter exactly before he got buff. Yeah, and this is his story. This is his of story. How he got into Are street they- fighting. Of how he got into Street Fighting, and it starts as him being just a bag boy at a supermarket. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he ends up like in in the stockroom at one stage where he sees some of the some of the larger fruit and veg men, mm. like literally in a fight club, you know, beating the absolute bejesus out of people. Right, and one of them is Ryu, and so. And, and who Ken is just like super jealous of. Well, I think I think, and, and so be- becomes all of his ac- moves. Well, actually, no. I think um, Ryu is is getting beat down for for a little while. Like he he actually ends up becoming friends with Ken, but oh, then they okay. beca- they later become rivals because Ken taught everything taught everything that he knew to. Oh, you're saying it's the opposite the opposite way. No, sorry, Ryu taught taught Ken everything oh, okay. that he knew. Yeah. yeah. And then Ken started doing really, really well in the fighting and then eventually they both came up against each other and mm-hmm. um Yeah, the, the, are you Ken? Um no I'm not. Um <laughs> <laughs> Are you Ken? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Hurry Ken kick. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that there's, some, there's something about this that <laughs> Ken teaches him all his moves, and it's like, look, if you just duck down here, and then as you come forward, you <laughs> you put both hands out, and it's sort of like, I'm going to grab your nuts, and <laughs> then this fireball will come out. Like, and depending on how forceful you do it, depends on how slow the fireball moves across. Right, like if you do it light, or if you do it heavy, <laughs> or medium, you know. Yeah, I guess somewhere between. There's only really medium. three levels that you can, that I can do it at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about that spinning hurricane kick that just you you seem to float above the ground? He goes, "Yeah, that's kind of cool, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like a helicopter works. You know, it's the same sort of concept. I don't think it's unusual. Um, so usually in in you know movies, you'd actually have like a huge montage. Um, during about the training. Yep. Well, that's the whole game. The whole game is literally just the training, and there's right. a montage at the start and a montage at the end. Okay. So the whole game is is their their friendship and 
Um, so the montage at the start is like what leads up to the training. Exactly. And then yep. the game is your training and, and the friendship, you know, changing throughout that training period. And then yes. there's a montage at the end. Of them fighting against the each other. Fight. Right. You don't yeah. have to do, do the fights. Yeah, no. Okay. no, because um, we, we couldn't get the rights for the actual, like- um, For Street Fighter For Street Fighter. Or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, the training is is literally, you know, you're doing it nice and slow and you're learning, okay, so I need to go down and then you slowly creep forward. Like, no, you've gone two steps. You can only go, like, a quarter step towards. <laughs> <laughs> take a quarter step. Just lift your leg up one fourth of the way you would take a for, for what you'd do for a full and step. And then punch. And, yeah, so th- they really go down to that deep. Mm-hmm. Um. I wish I knew detail. more of uh, their moves other than two of them. It's like they, they do they do the up at the dragon upper cup punch one as well. Is yeah, like I think it's called dragon punch. Yeah. Um that one you gotta go like forward and then you gotta duck down a bit and do the quarter step towards and then and, and then punch. you can do that. Yeah. Then then punch. The other one is um you're down and then you do the quarter step backwards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um when and you, then you kick. When, when do you yeah. get the like harpoon and yell, get over here? Is that um that's you just take uh, a couple steps back and then yeah and then you you I do like you- a lower punch and it just mm. comes out of your hand and yeah it's weird how in this world there's just sort of strange magic when you do particular steps huh yeah it's like I'll step back I'll step back and it's like clap clap oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> do the bust up shit <laughs> it's like, there's, a, there's a bus <laughs> the, first time the, bus does the, the first time someone does a bus stop you know the, the side two three clap clap bang this bus, bus comes just bust bus through the wall <laughs> <laughs> it's like we we must be very, very very careful as to what moves we do and you know each each person is given like you're only allowed to do this sort of movie. If you- this feels like a different game where where dancers, yeah, uh, uh, dance battles, yeah, yeah, dance battles become uh, actual physical manifestations. Yeah. Cool. Three, two, one. Click it, Denise. What was that? Click it, Denise. I actually <laughs> I Three, read my, two, uh, one, my new Gary word, Sinise. which is dumped kindness, and I read clickness. <laughs> so, Re- three, two, one, click. Yeah. <laughs> Recreational say. Dumped kindness. Okay. I mean, uh, it feels relationshipy mm-hmm. with dumped and kindness. Is this is this someone who dumps people for fun, like recreational? Yes. Like they enjoy dumping people, so they run yes. a surface. <laughs> they run a surface <laughs> where, like, if you want to dump your partner, come to come to me. They put flyers up around with the little tear, like pieces of cut paper that you can tear. And off. and it's all about dumping with kindness. It's like, what is the kindest way to dump someone? You so, you have to learn- It's them, it's not them. you. Yeah. You have to learn aspects of their relationship. Um, you have to somewhat supplement, you know, uh, them in the relationship, as in- You like, take over for their- No, no, no. I'm thinking, like, you give them a fish because, you know, they were like a wet fish in bed. <laughs> <Give them laughs> a fish. 
<laughs> it's kind of like a carnival. They just they have, here's your fish, and they don't want to be be going out with you anymore. <laughs> You're dumped. Here's a fish. <laughs> Keep it alive. <laughs> For some reason, I'm I'm seeing you know. We went through many different different uh, trials to see what was the best way to dump someone, and the first way is is your fucking fish you dumped. <laughs> I think it's becoming very clear, Trevor, that neither you nor I have ever dumped anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, have I broken up with someone? Yes. Mm. Well, as have I, but it was it's never quite the. You dumped. Here's a fish. <laughs> All right, I think three, two, one. Let's do one more. Three, two, one. Dumped. Here's a fish. Smoking thrust. Innovative. Relativity. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, smoking thrust could go in a few different directions, <laughs> which we won't <laughs> consider all of them. Um. Okay. Thrust. I see that as. You know, being propelled forwards. Yes. Um, smoking. Well, obviously, y- you're in a big gas guzzling um, spaceship. Oh, com- okay. Maybe something. Maybe like steampunk ish space travel. <sighs> oh yeah. Big fucking gears rotating on the side. Yeah, of Yeah, big gears rotating. It's like coal- oh yeah, coal powered. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And How just does this- it work in space? We don't fucking give it a shit. It doesn't matter. It's- it doesn't, it doesn't matter. fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're, they're mining That's coal great. Uh, asteroids and things. And they've got this massive furnace that they're shoveling it into. Well, it turns out that they've, they've learnt how to hyper-compress it, so it, it takes up no space, but it's mm. the same weight. Mm. So, they can just- It's like the dark matter from Futurama. Yeah. That Nibbler shits out. Except it's not as it doesn't change, you know, the weight. Like, yeah, the coal is more concentrated, but it still weighs the same as it's more pure. It's like, yeah, refined, refined. In fact, it's more powerful. Yeah, but it's still like it still leaves smears of coal dust everywhere because that's just part of the aesthetic. <laughs> yes, if you're working down in the engine room, then you've got to come up all covered in coal dust. Yes. And, you know, you've got to be able to take off your goggles and it's got to leave the mark of- Yeah, you know, that's it. That's where the goggles are. Otherwise, it's not steampunk, is it? Like- um, Okay. And so, what- uh, Is this just a like a space adventure space game with that sort of aesthetic? Or are you- Like, are you building these ships? Are you the captain of one? Are you working in the engine room of one, maybe? That could be interesting. Ooh, I do. I do like the idea of you. You're working in the engine room, and then you go for a break. Okay, have a kick. And no one else is on this. No one else is on this ship. Oh, did you know that? Or no? Okay. As in, when when you started work this morning, you know, the captain told you, you know, this is what you need to be doing today. You know, where everything else is going going about normal. You you're just safely down there. You've you've done you're your shoveling stuff. your coal. Yep. You're shoveling you're your coal. No monitoring one's come down your pressure to- gauges. Yep. Tapping no on them to make no sure come- no one's come down to relieve you. But you're like, oh, I'm just. It is lunchtime. I'll just quickly go and like the ship's deserted. Food, steam, like punks. But the fork the fork is sort of like 
laying on laying on its edge. Like all the food, like everyone's set out, ready yeah. to eat their lunch and all this sort of stuff, but no one's there. Mm. Okay. So it's a bit um, of a mystery then. Is it is it a horror? Is it got horror vibes or it's more just I think, like I think I think it starts off with like the isolated kind of the isolated sort of thing and the noises that you sort of hear off in the distance and mm. all this sort of stuff. Is this like a red dwarf situation? What actually happened? I don't know yet. We'll get oh, there. Okay. We will get there. So this is nearly the end of the episode, so I know we've got to get there soon. <laughs> um I don't think it's I don't think it's a red dwarf situation. I think this is undoable. Yeah. I think what what has happened is because where you actually were, you were protected by by uh, the superpowered coal, like basically. By all oh, the, you uh, had, you you had so much coal on you, as in right. coal dust, yeah. that, that you were actually saved. Turns out, what happened is you you did uh, the ship did go through a wormhole, and okay. it sort of popped everyone like out of sync oh. by you know a second or so. I thought you were going to say that to go through this wormhole for some reason you had to be covered in coal dust, and so everyone else, the ship went through, you went through, <laughs> they and they're just it. there in space. <laughs> they just got left left behind. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> they're just floating in space. Yeah, just picture that. Oh no, uh, no. I think by the end of by the end of the game, you you realise that oh, if I if I blast coal dust all the way through, that can actually get everyone back in. Mm. Like, I can find mm. out where they are and then, you know, go back through the wormhole the opposite way and that'll, like, bring them back. Right. But in this, Some- spe- but in this specific situation, uh, by coal dust, we mean the, like, dehydrated remains of your friend Coal. Yes. It's C-O-L dust. Is, C-O-L, is named- C-O-L, yeah. Well, I'm thinking his name's short for Colin, uh, so it's Cole. Sure. Good on mate, Cole. Um, yeah, yeah, coal dust. Yeah, um, you have to you have to disintegrate. You get him back, but then you have to disintegrate him to get everyone yeah. else back. Because it turns out that um, yeah, you were covered in coal dust because you're you're really good mates with him, and he he was like flaking the dandruff off onto you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's only so much coal dust to go around. <laughs> Ew. Three, two, one, finish the episode. <laughs> Three, two, one, that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah. If you'd like to find the rest of our episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Give them a listen. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. That's the end of it your sentence. Like it sounds like something else there, and then I couldn't think of anything. So, um, awesome. So, if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, uh, that song is called "Matt Defines Up of the Album Containment Failure" by the band Kuradust, who I wish were this year's Eurovision entry. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, That's right. I've, I've heard. I've I've heard the um, the Eurovision entry, and yeah, it's okay for Australia. I have not. Um, I'm sure it doesn't live up to the wonders of 2010's containment failure. <laughs> uh, so that's, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm manifesting a dance into reality. Let's all do the nut push. No! Why is this push covered in testicles? <laughs>